com, where we upload uh, articles that we write periodically. Uh, it could be depending. Mike just did a pretty good article on uh, appendix carry. Uh, you know, it's it's possible for everybody of every size. So I definitely want to say go ahead and check that out. I shared it on my social media. I believe it was yesterday or today. Go ahead and check out that article. Also, go ahead, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. That is the best way to keep up with new episodes as they're released. And if you can, please leave us a review. Uh, we're still at 20 reviews on iTunes. Uh, we still, you know, at 4.5 because whoever left us the one star, two star, didn't bother to tell us why the fuck they left it. But they left us that. So we're at 4.5 stars. This is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun-related content out on their podcast platform. So if you can, leave us a review. Also, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Everything you guys give us goes directly back into this podcast. It goes into the publishing. Uh, it goes with uh, Shot Show coming up. That you know, kind of saving up what Patreon I have for the Shot Show coming up, so I can give you guys some great content coming up. And where can they catch you guys? Are y'all on all the major podcast platforms? I don't know. I'm not on any social media. Mike, Mike handles that. Keith does nothing with technology, <laughs> except he did just hook me up with a good, uh, sweet dual monitor. So that was cool. I'm, I'm nice. Not, I, I like technology. I just don't do the social media. Yeah, so we are on all major podcast directories. Uh, we actually, this isn't even official yet, but I'll say it to your uh, your listeners. We actually just had our uh, website put up at thegunexperiment.com, but it's not an official launch, but it is there. And then we are on Instagram and Facebook at The Gun Experiment. Awesome. Uh, so with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment. Boy, I'm sharper than a copist. Plus, you already paid me for these views. Hi, haters. Look, yeah. I'll hit him with the venom and eliminate him. I don't need an Eminem to see these motherfuckers are sweet when I'm bitter. Boy, you just pat a repeater. I take your shit into the litigant. Never see me to get it. He probably never remitted, but I can blow any minute. I'm not just hot with the pin, but I'm fucking lava with it. And I got a lot more to give it. I'm never stopping this shit because I'm fucking rocking this bitch. Yeah. Compare me to little dicky. Fuck it. Huh? Compare me to Tom McDonald. Fuck it. Yeah. Compare me to Jordan Lucas. Fuck it. So now in the main segment, we're going to be talking just uh, kind of briefly about to Mike and Keith and kind of uh, learn a little bit about them. So I actually found y'all on a gun podcast Facebook group uh, and y'all were looking to be interviewed. Uh, and I am of the mindset that, you know, people in the gun community do not help each other out as much as they should. Um, you know, if, if, you know, you want to be on somebody else's show, awesome. If somebody else wants, uh, you know, another person on their show, awesome. Uh, I'm of the huge mindset that we need to help each other out. And people, you know, in the gun community really love to eat their own. And sometimes for good reasons, uh, you know, I still talk shit about Taran Butler uh, <laughs> because I think he is a fucking creep. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of my big one. Um, uh, we're going to be getting into uh, Mike Foley with uh, the shit that happened at Low Cap Nats Nationals uh, this weekend. Uh, kind of fuck that guy. And uh, but, you know, other than that, I think we should really be helping each other out. And I, you know, I jumped on it. I, you know, I was like, yeah, if you want to be on my podcast, that'd be awesome. I'd love to have you on. So that way we can kind of learn about you. I, I mean, I didn't hear about the gun experiment until uh, I saw your post and looked it up, listened to a couple episodes, enjoyed it. And, you know, kind of the same vibe I felt, you know, with our podcast. And I'd love to have you okay. guys on. So that way we can uh, kind of cross uh cross podcast and and just kind of get to you know have your listeners uh you know maybe experience to us and then my listeners experience to y'all so uh tell us a bit about yourselves so uh this whole thing started with uh i i, I like podcasting a lot you know i mean i i listen to podcasts and i just uh fell in love with that medium and wanted to do a little bit of it but just never got around to it and then of course covid hit and it was like uh 
you know, all of a sudden it's like I have time on my hands and didn't know what to do with it. And so that's as good a time as any, as any time to start this thing. And it just started. Keith was actually my, uh, my first guest in my first interview. I was, I was the test. Yeah. And, uh, right after the episode ended, I said, so I don't think I'm going to air that episode, but how would you like to be the co-host? And I kind of just wrangled him in. Yeah, I, I had no choice, and then I stuck around. But uh, I feel the same way as you, Mark. I mean, this—you know—we have to help each other out, and we appreciate you having us on, and we're glad to glad to get a chance to, to talk to you and your listeners. So thank you very much. But uh, it's been a, it's been a wild ride so far. I don't know how long have you been doing this? I started in the spring of 2019, and now I'm just a biweekly podcast because just kind of like a little too. bit about myself. Uh, is I'm a single dad. Uh, I have custody of my two kids. Uh, full-time so i have them full-time except for every other weekend is when they go to their mother's my ex's house uh so you know my kids when i first started this they were like three and six and so like they're just like no no uh noisy and nosy and always yeah, need stuff same, around the same age as my kids yeah so like uh you know now they're seven and ten uh oh, so okay. you know yeah that, that's, that's right, like yeah, when right. i first started three and, years ago, uh, right yeah yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to, you know, obviously do a podcast without them constantly interrupting. Uh, so that's why I kind of do it, every, you know, biweekly. Uh, now they're getting older and the podcast is starting to pick up a bit. Uh, you know, I might move to weekly. So, uh, but, you know, it was kind of the deal where when uh, I started going through the divorce and she fucking put me through the ringer. And uh, I wanted to do it before when we were still together. But she was like, no, nah, you, you know, it kind of. Kind that of put me down. Half. Yeah, kind of put me. Yeah, in half, and she took the better half. Well, she she put me down. She's like, you know, nobody listened to it. You know, I was like, I don't give a shit. Nobody listens to it. I'm gonna have fucking fun doing it. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of the way I am. Uh, and then once I got done with that, and then I got full custody, I was like, you know, if I can go through that shit, I can fucking do anything. So I started my podcast. So. Damn straight. Yeah, I mean, I always say like I would do it if nobody listened. Like I just like <laughs> I mean, it's a good it's a good reason to hang out with Keith. We talk, and yeah. there's just a microphone in front of us, but we just talk, you know, and it, and it's cool. So I agree. Yeah. And get to meet cool folks. Like I've had uh, Mike from Sons of Liberty Gunworks. I had uh, Mantis X on, uh, and like uh, Jack from uh, Rocket City Stippling. Uh, he was like one of my favorite interviews. So I mean, I've got to meet some cool people. Uh, you know, met some uh, other people, like some other social media people. I've had uh, Ron who ran the at home at FFL uh, page, and also he's part of Save the Second. Uh, me and him became really uh, good friends. Mike, me and him really became good friends. So, you know, just kind of getting to know some people in the industry because in fucking Alabama, there is nobody in the gun industry. <laughs> you have plenty of uh, FUDs and, and fucking uh, rednecks, you know, that's got a shotgun and, and a truck. And, you know, they have a piece of shit AR-15 that thinks that's what the SEAL teams use. So, like, you know, you really don't have, you know, some quality conversations uh, with guns on. Gotcha. So. Mike has accused me of being a little bit of a fud. I I, I, I like shotguns. I, I reload shotgun shells. I shoot a sh- oh, ton man. of trap and skeet. Um, I mean, I I have a AR-15 that I'm putting together. Mike says I'm neglecting it. I don't. I'm not putting putting enough effort in it. It's the bastard child of his collection. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we shoot a ton a, a, a ton of 22s. Mike and I have custom 22s that uh, we're we're constantly trying to outdo each other with. And uh, if you've never played 22 Battleship. You're missing out on a, on a great thing. You know, that is one of my favorite targets ever, is that little yeah, battleship. I, I fucking love that that target. 
I didn't I, I, I didn't know they had him. Mike brought him out a couple weeks ago. We were we were shooting and I was like, you can play battleship with these. This is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, there's like a dartboard one too. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, and then there's uh, cards. I mean, you know, all those kind of targets are, are just fun as hell. And, uh, you know, you get somebody that's kind of like a good shot and, and uh, you know, you see kind of who's better and play the game on it. It's, it's super fun. Yeah, we, we do a little, a little neighborhood competition every year and uh, we've it's turned it's turned into like who can bring the nicest gun and and who is buying a gun now that they're tired of borrowing somebody else's. You know, so we've 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 contributed to uh, the new gun owners in the in America this last year. Yeah, it was definitely it started out as like kind of like a, I don't want to say it was an outreach, but it was like, hey, let's do this and let's see if we can get some more people to kind of feel out the neighborhood, neighborhood. feel out who's down with the, the two way community and. Before you know it, guys, more and we're coming, more we're buying guns, more we're, you know, building guns, and it's cool. Absolutely, man. And uh, so you said you're into skeet shooting. That is something I am fucking god-awful at. I will go dove hunting, uh, and that's, like, one of my favorite hunting things to do because it's, like, not too hot, not too cold because I'm a a total bitch about the cold. I understand y'all are are from the uh, New England area. New York, yeah. I'm just just a southerner that was born in the wrong place. Man. Well, and I used to live up near Chicago and okay. I, you know, my first winter here, I wore a fucking t-shirt and shorts the whole time. And I was like, this ain't fucking cold. But that first <laughs> summer I lived in front of the window AC unit that was in our house. Uh, yeah. but now I'm a total bitch about the cold. And I, I say the army fucking ruined it for me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I can't stand it. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I actually went trap shooting for the first time in a long time with you, Mike. Um, and uh, at our club, and I had I had inherited um, uh, an Ithaca 16 gauge from my grandfather. It had passed away, and I restored it. And I was like, ah, let's go shoot some trap with this thing. And I went out one time. I busted like 18 out of 25, and I was like, I got to get better equipment. I can do better. And uh, I went out and I bought a, a used uh, Browning, and uh, I've been I've been I've been hooked ever since. And that got me into reloading. And now uh, you know the podcast in chime with that and it's just been it's just been fun to get out there and, and and keep learning new things and but you're a trap guy but you don't like you're not i would never call you rude seriously call you a fuck like you you don't like no not no, no. like ars and not like polymer guns like you're you like all guns yeah i do I like all guns we just i think we just joke about it because yeah. like you know like you said mark fuds you know with shotguns that's like what it is and they don't they don't really care so much about any other second amendment legislation that's coming out as long as it's not touching their shotguns. Right. You know? Yeah. The shotguns and their, and their bolt hunting guns, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not like that. I I'm, you know, a strong advocate of the second amendment and, you know, we have uh, we live in a tough state here in New York and we're getting, you know, onslaught of legislation. I don't know how, Alabama is too much. Are, are you guys a sanctuary state? Uh, not yet. Well, our fucking state is, you know, people always joke about Illinois and Louisiana being like the corrupt state uh, with government. But I always say like Alabama's got to be, be higher than them. <laughs> well, fucking Alabama. I'm telling you, man. Uh, was it three or four years ago back when we had Judge uh, Roy Moore as our uh, Supreme Court justice? That same year we had him thrown out for not accepting gay marriage. We had our House Speaker arrested for 26 ethics violations, and Jeez. our governor was arrested for using state resources to further an affair. So, like in three in one year, three of the highest levels of state government were all thrown out. So, 
Oh, it's yeah, really wow. bad. So just like, for example, this year, they had a state legislation to uh, make it a sanctuary uh, state and also to bring in constitutional carry. But what they did is, uh, and surprisingly, uh, we had medical marijuana, but it was only in pill form and it was only for one type of disease. Uh, okay. But they did uh, pass medical marijuana, but they didn't do it in smoking form and they didn't do it in uh, flavored gelatin. So okay. you could, you know, you can't have it baked no in anything. Problems. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, that's passed. So that's, that's, I'm happy for that. You know, honestly, uh, Mark, but have they, you heard of the Graham act. No, I have not. So the Graham act, I only know about it because I follow uh, firearms policy coalition and they keep chiming about it, but it's basically, um, it's, it's a bill I believe that's out there to uh, make it so that, being a gun owner doesn't automatically preclude you from having, you know, a medical medical marijuana card or or recreational if it's legal in your state. But basically, that using it if it's legal in the state would not preclude you from having a firearm. So it's well, they'd have to do that on the federal level for sure. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's awesome because I've always said, you know, like I'm all for medical marijuana and even recreational marijuana, to be honest with you. Uh, but like especially medical marijuana. But I've always said, you know, that's a double edged sword because, you know, the, the places that are passing it are these liberal states. And, you know, you're doing it and you're going to be lying on the 4473. And you always see on uh, there's a Facebook page I'm going to uh, follow. It's called Gun Shop and Range, where like people that work at gun shops uh, talk about stuff. And like they're always people from the places where it's either, you know, legal recreationally or uh, medically, you know, they'll come in smelling like weed and they just, you know, you never know if like it's going to be the ATF doing that to, to try and, and bust you or anything. So they always got to turn these people away. It's always a double edged sword. Yeah, I, I we we have the craziest laws uh, that are trying to be passed in New York. Uh, one of them is uh, you have to get a certain amount of live fire training every year and there isn't enough ranges public or Jeez. private to support the amount of training that would be necessary, given the amount of people that are just pistol gun owners in New York State. So it, and it's it's passed at both both houses of the state or it's not passed it's been submitted in both houses of the state and uh you know they don't even they're not even going to be able to do what they say they want to do it's, it's really de facto gun control you know yeah. they, they come up with you can't have this and then they say but you need this to have a gun and it's like wait but i i can't have so for instance insurance they're they made it so you can't have carry insurance in our state but now they're saying you're going to have to have liability insurance to carry so it's like wait a minute you want us to have insurance but we can't get insurance yeah i think new york uh politicians call it murder insurance yes yeah that's what they call yep. it that's correct yep. yeah we just we recently had on a um it hasn't aired yet um but you know we recorded uh, an episode with a second amendment lawyer and we discussed a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now and ways to kind of combat that you know how do you how do you if you're in a liberal state where all the politicians are liberal how do you how do you go to your local representative and one of the ideas Keith had, which I'll let you say it, but it was a great idea. Wait, I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't following you. I was thinking about talking about uh, what you said about going instead of going to the to the the Democrats. Oh that yeah, you. yeah. I, I I had said you know, so w where we live, it's there are some Republican elected officials, but there are a lot of Democrat also, and then of course you know our state level is uh, is all uh, our federal level is all uh, um, all Democrat, but there are a few pockets of Republican. Uh, state senators in in the state, and I said maybe we should start calling those people up and talking to them about 
you know, what I was, what I was just referencing Mark about how there's not enough gun ranges to support this legislation. I, I don't want to go tell a, a democratic, uh, you know, state Senator about that. Maybe they'll have time to fix it before it gets voted on, you know what I mean? Or something like that. So thought, why not call uh, like-minded uh, elected officials instead and share the information, you know, I don't know. Seemed, Absolutely. Seemed... Yeah. Well, and you know, that really shows the disconnect between the gun grabbers and trying to pass these gun control, you know, you know what they consider gun safety legislation, uh, you know, in heavy air quotes, I say, you know, I put that in there because yeah. they, they think it's, Oh, this is, this is a great idea, but they don't think of the practicality of it. Uh, just like, you know, whenever it wasn't New Jersey, uh, they passed magazine limits, like further magazine restrictions, capacity uh, restrictions, and they essentially left out the law enforcement exclusion for, you know, full-time law enforcement. Like, if you're on duty, you can't, you know, carry a, a Glock 17 with, you know, 17 rounds in it. So, yeah. for, like, a brief period, law enforcement themselves was, was you know, breaking, breaking the law, the law. Yeah. with duty issues, you know, with it, firearms issued from the government. So, I mean, they, it's just, you know, and, and that's a perfect and clear example of how these politicians do not have the forethought. Well, we have in New York, we have the SAFE Act as civilians, so we can't carry more than 10 rounds in a rifle, uh, eight rounds in a, in a, in a pistol. And which, yeah, there's some Debate, there's some debatable. debatable there, but eight, let's be conservative and say eight to be, you know, uh, make sure we're following the law and, uh, AR 15s, you have to have either a bolt lock or you have to have an, um, a mag lock and, or strip it of all, you know, quote unquote evil features, you know, being, uh, adjustable stocks uh, and, you know, grips that protrude below the action. But and, anyone who knows that platform market, right. How, how fast can you change a bolt lock, you change a bolt oh, lock in like five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's the silliest thing. You pop out a spring and boom, you're back back normal, you know? Yeah. I just don't understand what, what it what it does. And it's uh, the same thing that we talk about suppressors all the time. Like there there's this big conspiracy pe- that if people own suppressors, they're gonna walk around killing killing each other like mafia style, silent like. Yeah. Meanwhile, suppressors account for zero. Like there's nobody using suppressors to you know, kill people. It just doesn't happen. You know? Yeah, was that one gangs? Maybe, maybe some gang stuff. One Virginia Beach shooter. Remember that one mass yeah, shooting? When was that? I don't even remember when that oh, was. It was like in, it was during Trump, I thought, because uh, it was it was either right when he was first elected in 2016 or maybe right before he was elected. Uh, yeah. Because it's negligible, there was, though, right? It's yeah, negligible. that was the only one. That was the only mass shooting where a suppressor was used. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, and, and just the whole mass shooting uh, definition, you know, and the majority of mass shootings are uh, gang related. You know, it's it's has to do with drive bys or, you know, gang uh, violence, things like that. You know, the only thing that you that, ever that's, see. That's why uh, that's why I'm not on any social media. I just I, I couldn't. I couldn't take it any longer. It was probably about, I don't even know, like four or five years ago when I got off of it now. And I just, I I read my own news. I source it myself. I decide how true it is. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I got to take a few deep breaths and remember that we're just all spinning on this big rock and we got nothing else to do. You know, it's crazy because at this point, I really am not on Facebook a whole lot. I'm there. Like I I post stuff for the show occasionally, but I'm more into Instagram, you know, Instagram is a little more, I mean, there is videos and stuff, but it's, it's kind of more enjoyable because a lot of it is, uh, is visual. And at one point, one, buddy, one guy was following, he started getting all political and putting and I was like, I'm, you're done. I'm not following you. Like if you're, if you're going to be on here to do that, I just want to like-minded people that I like their stuff. And, but to me, the real enemy, you know, is mainstream media is just terrible. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to start a podcast is because I feel like this media format 
really is valuable to people who, you know, for whatever topic you're talking about, guys like yourself, guys like us, um, you know, this, we have the ability to have a voice where if this was shoot 20 years ago, you know, like you had no voice, you had to go to, go to school and, and get it, become a media personality. Yep. Like now anybody can be the quote unquote new, what I call the new media, you know, and we owe it, we owe it to the community to do this. Absolutely. And, and podcasting is, ama- is great because, you know, it, it's unlike where you see on TV or the radio. So, I mean, they're only going to the hand pick what they want to feed you uh, with social media. They're only going to hand pick what they want to feed you through the algorithms. You know, with podcasts, you just look up a subject that you want that you're interested in, that you want to listen to. And you can hand choose yourself what you want to listen to. You don't have to be force fed anything. And that's what's yeah. great about podcasts. I'll take you one further. When so I literally, when I told you at the beginning of the show that I we just did our, our website, the guy I was designing it with is a is a pro Second Amendment guy. And long long story how we got connected, but um, I said to him, I need to be as close to perfect in terms of not being able to be deplatformed as can be. And obviously, you know, there's big companies out there like uh, Amazon, and and they can do a lot of damage. But if Apple today were to say, we're no longer carrying your podcast because we don't do pro Second Amendment podcast, my entire library is on my website, and they cannot take that from my listeners. My listeners can go to my website, and they can they can hear what Keith and I are saying right from our website. So, and and a lot of the back door stuff we use was stuff that was very like I would call like almost almost libertarianish in terms of therefore freedom of, of speech. So we went the extra mile to make it so that we we can be deplatformed, but it would be a lot harder at this point. And we did that because I don't trust tech the tech company. Oh yeah, I mean uh, all of a sudden just in the last couple months I've been dinged for things that I posted three years ago on <sighs> on, on Facebook. Three years it's ago. Different. Were they starting to gain any traction, and that's why they pinged it, or just no, 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 no? It's just for some reason, I guess the algorithms picked up a new, uh, a new filter, and words, yeah, yeah, exactly, and it just and it caught it, and it was crazy. And the first time it happened, I appealed it, and then immediately it was put back on, and then uh, they said we're sorry, you know, it, we we you know reposted it, and then within like ten or fifteen minutes later, they said the same thing, but they just changed the whatever I violated. So it was something else I violated, and I didn't have the option to appeal it. Now the second time, uh, same thing, uh, something three years ago, I appealed it immediately. It was put back on Facebook, but now they haven't, you know, said I violated another uh, another Facebook rule. So hmm. it, it's wild. It's insane. And, you know, it was real bad because when Facebook really started getting bad, Instagram uh, was kind of what everybody was flocking to. Uh, but then fucking Facebook bought Instagram. So yeah, then right. it came exactly. just as bad. So Well, I say it all the time. I, I And not to, you know, go into like some political, like, you know, it's an oligarchy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, like the, the media companies are an oligarchy. I mean, you take Apple, Amazon, Facebook. I mean, like they control everything you know they can mm. like you saw what happened with um parlor right like parlor got shut down by amazon it wasn't shut down by you know they're these companies are huge you know and they have the power to do that kind of thing. it's insane it's insane and i wasn't a huge trump fan but i mean obviously uh, I, I would rather have had somebody else but i was hoping that he'd get it done in his first term and if he did get a, like reelected i was hoping he would have done it in the second term to do something because whether you're on the left or right i'm telling you these rules once they're made could be used by the other half as soon as they get into power wow. so you know it's just and you're seeing that with uh you know 
politics nowadays. You know, they're talking about wanting to go get rid of the filibuster and do the nuclear option and, and add more Supreme Court justices. But, you know, it's all it's the politics is a pendulum. You know, somebody else is going to get back in power. That's, you know, not the same thinking and they can do the exact same thing. So I really, really think term limits for everybody. I mean, that would really just oh, definitely fix it. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. Everybody. House, yep, Senate, everybody. Supreme Court, everybody. governors, governors. Everybody. Well, I know you mentioned Trump. Like, I mean, like him or not like him. I mean, what they did to him in terms of the Twitter ban and the Facebook ban, that's ridiculous. Oh, I mean, they man. banned a sitting president from from having the ability to use social media. That's crazy. You know, well, I mean, and then, says wild stuff. I, I will, you know, I, I will admit he says some wild stuff, but come on. I mean, that's crazy. And what was insane to me is that the same time frame that happened, that Twitter had posted some sort of uh, virtue signaling on uh, fucking on their plat, you know, on they, it was either like a news release or it was on Twitter, but you know they they posted it and, and boosted up so everybody could see it that there was a country in Africa that was doing elections and the country uh, temporarily banned like the opposing political party and Twitter came back and, and reinstated them and said that you know we are you know not for silencing the opposition. I was like, fucking yeah, you do. It's just <laughs> just not what you wanted, you know. Yeah, not only on your terms. It's Absolutely. Crazy. So what bo- what got both of y'all guys into shooting or guns, period? You go first, Keith. Uh, I mean, I grew up, I pretty much grew up around them all the time. My, my parents weren't um, direct firearm on- owners or hunters or anything like that. But my extended family, my grandparents, stuff like that, they all were. So, I, I mean, my first experience was young and then I really didn't have much, um, you know, much guns uh, to do with guns until I got my own house and got married. And then I, you know, applied for my a pistol permit and it, it escalated pretty quickly from there. And, um, <laughs> you know, and then I found myself, you know, older and, you know, had a decent job and had a couple extra bucks left over at the end of the month and just kept on saving and buying more guns. And it's turned into, it's turned into quite, quite a hobby for sure. And, um, like I said, uh, you know, between, I've, I've spent more in the firearms industry in the last year with this podcast and, and, uh, you know, shooting more shotgun than, uh, than I have in my entire life. So uh, it's, it's been around my whole, my whole life, but, uh, just recently really took a passion for it. And, uh, for me, I mean, I grew up, my, my dad's a hunter, you know, was a hunter my whole life. And, um, yeah, I just always wanted to do what he did, you know? So he, he, uh, when I could finally go hunting and go up to the cabin with him, I did. All my cousins, they all had their handgun permits. They all had, you know, they all had pistols and rifles, shotguns. And then as soon as I could get, a, uh, I, you know, I hunted, I had hunting rifles and shotguns, but as soon as I could get a permit, like the second I could get one, I was like, I want one. You know, all my cousins had them. I was like, I don't want one. And uh, got it. Probably, probably was a little immature to have one if I'm being really honest in how I think, but uh, never hurt myself or anyone else with it. So I guess it worked yeah, out. Right. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like I, I, I was actually did a little stint in law enforcement for a little while. And then uh, my life took a turn, craziness, and I, I left to go to a new career. And the only pistol I was thinking about was between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just going to bars and just chasing girls and having fun. And the gun world just kind of like got put to the side, I think. And then I got married and settled down a little bit. And it just all kind of came crashing back. Like, man, I really want to I want to. I never got rid of my guns, but I just wasn't using them. And then I got back into hunting and, you know, got really, really protective of my family, I would say, is a big part of it. And 
that was it, man. Like one, once I, once I settled down, it was like, man, I really want to get back into guns. Like, it's just, they're so cool. And I just love shooting and that's it, man. And my, my, I always say my family's the, I would do anything obviously to protect them. So guns just go with that. Now are both y'all is shotguns your, your preferred platform? No, that's just me. Yeah, definitely not me. I I like handguns. I like you know ARs. I like everything. But I, I just I don't even mind shotguns so much. But I don't I don't like shooting. I'm not good at traps, so I guess that's why I don't like it. But um, same fan. I'm, I'm a skinny guy, so you know, like like a 12 gauge. Like it's not like I can't shoot one, but like why would I want to? <laughs> yeah. Do y'all shoot in any kind of sports? Like I know, like there's USPSA, IDPA, three gun, two gun. I I do a little. Um... Uh, competitive 22 shooting some local leagues and stuff like that but no, nothing at a national level or anything like that yeah no, i i really haven't i there's a place around here that does a bunch of like either like tactical shoots or like some of the the ones you mentioned i've always wanted to and then i actually this summer was one of my goals was to just do a match just to just to do it and then the ammo prices it made it kind of, oh, tough, yeah. kind of tough you know i like i do like taking like tactical courses we took a course we had i don't know if you know who rob pincus is but we had him on our show oh yeah yeah, and he's he's a great guy, you know. Um, and we had him on, and then he invited us to to come out, kind of like his media, and and take one of his courses, and we did a whole review on it and everything. And that was a, I mean, that, Keith, was, a lot of fun. that was a lot yeah. of fun, you know. Um, so yeah, Rob is a uh, is a contested guy in the com- gun community. Definitely. Um, but personally, uh, I don't have. I mean, personally, I don't have any issues with him. I know he just had that um one. I don't even know if you say it, it's a controversy, but he had that one statement that he came out with uh, that other gentleman. I can't remember his name. Recently, it was uh, it was about uh, kind of like caving in the gun community and talking with somebody about meeting somewhere in the middle. I'm trying to remember the name. Do you remember who it was? Uh, it was he used editor. to be a part of the Brady campaign. And yeah, was, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, Brady campaign. Yeah, it was a New York Times article, I think, or something like that. Uh, I, well, I think the New York Times picked it up, but they wrote this article and then it just got picked up by other people. Yeah, okay. well, uh, so. we shot that course. He was joking all about like it was just coming out. Yeah, and just, he was joking. He's like, "Yeah, I'm anti-gun. You know, I'm, I'm Mr. Anti-Gun. Yeah, Here somebody, I am." Somebody had said at the course, he goes, "That was the best course I ever got by an anti-gunner." Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I mean, I really don't think he's anti-gun. I just no, way. Uh, no definitely way. not. Definitely no, not. no. And I mean, uh, he's actually a good friend. He's on uh, the Save the Second board with my uh, friend Ron. So I mean, like we have a we have a mutual friend together, and I've spoken with him on the phone, and and you know never met him in person. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I think he's a great guy, but he's yeah. just a very controversial controversial oh, person yeah. in the gun community. He definitely has his own opinions, which you know, listen, I I actually respect that. You know, listen, but, I, I have nightmares of his voice telling me to stop grabbing my holster the way I was. Like, yeah, oh, all yeah. The, the jokes we have about Rob, we could we could joke for days. Um, but you know, like the one thing with with that whole ordeal like well i'll give you an example we were talking on the show about uh 3d printed guns because rob's really into that right now that's like oh yeah and i said you know the problem is and this is me trying to be like listen we're on a pro 2a podcast right now so i'm i'm talking with a bunch of friendlies but if we're being honest you could make the argument that oh well if someone can just get a printer and make a gun they could make a gun and they could go on like a crazy spree of shooting and i said that's the way they're going to paint it and rob was great and this is what i mean by like him you know he's just his own guy he's like yes and i would say yes i will admit that you could do all of that but you have to admit it would be a lot easier to just go buy an illegal gun like that works and isn't like going to fall apart in your hands like yeah and that's the thing that i think people miss the beauty of rob is like 
he's he's going to admit when like yeah there is a point on the other side you, you yeah. can't just always say that their points are wrong you just have to refute it with logic like and that's a great logical yeah. point right yeah. like yeah sure you could make one and go on a shooting spree but it's probably not going to work and you have to, a lot of man hours involved and it would be easier to just go buy a gun you yeah. know so yeah I, like I said I mean personally I think Rob's uh, a good guy but he's just a, one of those very controversial ones especially uh, being such you know he pushed Springfield for so long uh, and that's of course a, a controversial uh, yes. model you know everybody always shit on the xds mm -hmm. um but i, I think it's funny yeah oh, well Did that was my first i didn't know i didn't know i gotta get rid of it i, just, I didn't know he was a fan of xd i didn't know that well he yeah was, he actually go ahead i'm he, sorry Mark. He, he was like one of their uh brand representatives for yeah, okay. a long time but i think he i think he secretly does love him because if you look at his 3d printed guns they have that grip zone if you look at his uh social media he's <laughs> he's got oh. the grip zone on his 3d printed guns Ma you know, maybe they just fit Rob's hand really well. I mean, it, can we just agree though that the grip zone was the worst? Like that whole marketing, of the grip zone was so terrible. <laughs> they had to label it grip zone. It was, it, it, like I said, I you know I don't, I, I make fun of myself because like I said, that was my first handgun, and of course it was in fucking forty five because they don't make a forty six. But you I know, it, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it, it's one of those things everybody goes what to. Color those was I got that. Earth, I got the earth colored one. No, mine was straight fucking black, and I yeah, stole, I, I stole my, the the little Bass Pro uh, buggy, the little the little hand uh, cart thing that you you fill it all the shit in. I took yeah. it straight home. I was like, I, I spent like seven hundred dollars here. I'm gonna take this <laughs> one to me. Did you buy it? Did you buy the forty five? When you bought it, did you go nine millimeter kills you, but a forty five steals your soul? <laughs> I wasn't that bad. <laughs> I was just like, there's nothing fucking more American than apple pie on a 45. I that's why I have 45. I shoot. Yep. That, that's my my ammo of choice when I when I shoot pistol for sure. I mean, nine millimeter all day long, uh, baby. Like 45. So just they're a dollar around right now. It's freaking yeah. nuts. I used to get comfortable throwing a quarter and a dime down the range. You're screwed every which way nowadays. It's like so bad. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I we were we told a story recently. I I got desperate for shotgun primers and I paid five hundred percent more for shotgun primers oh, than i had gosh. four months ago and i i had to do it because I, I you can't find ammo in new york anywhere and i had plenty of all the other components i just didn't have primers so i i had no choice i just i only bought like a thousand though just to get me through for a little but it was ridiculous going back to that xds my uh, a buddy of mine who owns a shop has been telling me he's like listen right now get rid of that thing i'll get you some extra money and uh Get yep. traded into something else. So I'm building a long range rifle and I need a trigger. So maybe do some bartering. Get a, get a couple things. You, you're inspiring me here, Mark. I gotta get rid of that thing. <laughs> you, oh you, yeah, you absolutely. Like the right? I don't shoot it. Yeah. I don't carry it. I don't yeah. shoot it. I What's your carry? Your Smith? Well, this type of weather, I carry um, uh, a 38 special that little revolver I have because it just it fits in my pocket so well, and uh, I just it's just like my go-to carry gun yeah baggy clothes you know summer clothes it, i can conceal that thing so much easier and, yeah awesome. what do you shoot now mark what, what do you uh, carry now i carry a 43x mos with a sig romeo because that was all the op only optic i could find at the time and then of course like covid hit um but i i carry that around this time of year and then i normally carry uh, it just kind of depends uh, with because I got holsters for different kinds of wear. Uh, yeah. So it, you know Sounds I got like much. a yeah I got like a nice holster uh, for like a Glock 19 that I that I wear when I'm wearing like dress stuff uh, and I want something like a little bit more than the 43x. Uh, but mostly mostly I carry a Sig 320. I uh, I so I really wanted a um, 
P365. And they came out and everything. And I just was like, uh, I didn't have the money, whatever. And then I just never got one. And then I finally just got it. And it's a, I did something a little different. It's actually a uh, P365 XL hybrid. So what it is, is it's the, it's my own creation. So don't, <laughs> you've never, you would have never. <laughs> it's basically, it's the grip and the frame of a P365 with the longer slide of an XL. People have done that. I've seen that. It's, it's yeah. doable. It's, yeah, just, yeah. it's not something that like is done a lot. It can, you can, anybody can do it. And it's a long story how I got it. I actually got it that way from the gun store I bought it from. It, it's a long, real long story. I won't tell. But uh, I haven't really put a lot of rounds down range with it. So I'm not really comfortable carrying it as my uh, EDC at this point. But that that's slated to be my everyday carry. It's basically just a, a Glock 48 one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's the SIG version. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They didn't make it, so I made it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. So what uh, do y'all mainly talk about on y'all's podcast? So a lot, kind of like a lot like your show, we like the uh, the idea of like a segmented show. So we'd have different segments, usually three segments. Um, starts off usually with an interview uh, of the guest. And then after that, we move on to a little game we play. And then after that, uh, the following two segments is either a gear review. Uh, sometimes we'll do what we call let's mix it up, which is um, it, we just mix up the conversation, whether it be maybe we go into something that's related to the interview or the interview, uh, hobby. interview a hobby. And then we'll and then we'll go into what's called shooting the shit. And that's a segment where uh, it's more like a lifestyle segment. We just do like, would you rather, you know, we've done silly stuff like, would you rather fight a crocodile or a shark? You know, would you rather get in a gunfight or a knife fight? That kind of stuff. And, you like, know, uh, things that every uh, self self-respecting man must have. That's under 30. It sounds like a CQ uh, or staff duty conversation. You know, you're stuck there for 24 hours. You can only talk about so much shit before you finally just come up with the ridiculous shit to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I always wonder, like, you know, it's funny because, you know, you wonder if people are still listening by the end of the show. That, that segment. <laughs> but I'm always like, I hope they are because that's some of the most fun. Like, we, la- we laugh our asses off on that last segment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we, we try to break it up a little bit. We're actually in the process now of... Uh, I think in the next couple months we'll probably do it, but we, we've been talking about doing a, a, another show. Doing um, kind of like you, Mark, doing weekly. Yeah. Kinda. We're, we're bi-weekly right now also. Yeah, so it'll be yeah. like an every other week, so one week will be the format we're doing now. The, the, the next Tuesday would be the new show, which will be more of like a roundtable, and it'll be a lifestyle. We'll talk about guns, just talk about how your week was, and just a more casual conversation with maybe bring back some old guests and stuff. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Who's been your favorite guest so far? Oh, you put us on the spot. That's yeah. tough. Oh, yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we've had some good ones. I know. Uh, uh, we recently had, do you know Argo J? You ever hear Argo J? Uh, not off the top of my head. So he's uh, a big proponent for guns in the black community. Um, he's nice. trying to raise... He's trying to raise money for the um, black for, ops for Black Ops documentary that he's he's working on, and that was our first. We actually kind of abandoned our typical format of like uh, segments, and we did have two segments, but yep. we did more of a long form. That was like a two-hour episode, which is real long for us. It's almost double yep. our normal episode, but that was a real good one because it was a, a heavy conversation at points, and you know it was a very respectful conversation. And one of our, I would say. Um, basic principles or basic what I think Keith and I both are very interested in doing is we don't care. Listen, I don't have to agree with whatever you want, a transgender community or a gay community or, you know, whatever community you're part of, we don't necessarily have to understand it, but we feel that everybody has the right to protect themselves. So no matter what community you're a part of or who you are, like we think everybody has the right to defend their lives and their families' lives. And 
we try to really reinforce that as much as possible. Absolutely. And that, that's a huge thing to me. Like, I love Maj Ture. I love uh, uh, Simon. Oh, shit. Simon. Uh, fuck. What's his name? The 2A for E. Simon. 2A for E. I don't know if I know that. No, me either. He's, at, he's out of uh, uh, Pennsylvania, I believe is where he's. No, New Jersey. He does stuff in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Uh, fuck. I can't remember his name. Anyway. Uh, I his name my was, favorite episode is mine that never aired, but then I feel like then nobody would ever listen to it. And no one's it. ever going to hear that. I'm not letting them hear that. that one. No. Maybe someday. <laughs> I've, I've actually said someday, maybe. Maybe that'll be like the, like the 100th episode. I, I got to hear it again. I, I'm a little nervous. I, I got to go back. And Our back. audio wasn't as good. It was a little more, a little rickety. Yeah. Re- recently, I I think um, my favorite was uh, Johnny B. Man, I had a lot of fun. With Johnny B. We had Mike the cop on. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, who else have we had? We've we've had some some cool guests. We've had a lot of uh, really Daniel cool Shaw. Guests. Daniel Shaw was a good one. Uh, we like shooting, which is another podcast, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You were on there, or he was on with y'all? Both. Both. We, we were yeah. on theirs. They were on ours. Um, that nice. Was fun. Yeah. Um, we had Mantis X as well. We had yep. those guys, and we had a DE agent. Right. Yeah, we had a DEA. Uh, I forget what agency he was. Yeah. He was some agency. I, I I don't know if he was being honest. Yeah, I think we we didn't say because I don't think he was allowed to really tell us. Yeah. But uh, nice. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, everybody, go check out the Gun Experiment on your local podcast platform. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment. I was trying to wait for mike to come on but i guess uh whatever he had going on i guess it took longer than expected so we'll go ahead and start getting into it and i want to talk about this this story okay so uh i uh like to shoot uspsa and i told him i told him i said man you gotta gotta fucking get on this episode tomorrow because what happened was insane so uspsa is handgun you know some pcc uh, i was at my local uh gun range where they're having just a local uh, just a fucking local match and uh so we're out in one of the uh, there's five stages we're like in stage four and all of a sudden this fucking guy pulls up and he starts talking to uh, you know a, a, he's like in his 50s or 60s and he starts talking to this guy who's 70 uh you know retired police officer used to run the SWAT team in one of the big larger departments in the area and uh so he asked him he said where's the range officer and you know I'm I'm sitting back there because I think I just got done shooting so I was reloading my magazines and I had my uh, electronic ear pro in so I could I could hear what was being said and he's like where's the range officer and, and the seven year old dude he's like I think he's over there and all of a sudden this guy just fucking lost it and he says well that was kind of fucking rude and he's like what are you talking about and then he starts getting into his face he's like well I'm up here because somebody's out here you know shooting loose rounds and I think it was you and I hear bullets whizzing by my head and we're completely shooting in the other fucking direction of this guy hmm. and he's he's just just in his face pointing his finger in his face you know you know fucking cussing at him all kinds of different ways calling everything but a child of god well i guess the seven-year-old had had enough of it and he's and he's there with his wife his fucking wife had been following us from stage to stage and she's just sitting in a, in a folding chair and all of a sudden the seven-year-old had enough of it and he takes him to the ground now mind you this whole time no this guy i'm serious the whole time this guy that's and how you know, old was the, the other artist, guy so one was seven was, he and he was in his fifties or sixties. I don't know who down? he was. And he, and he took him down. But the guy in his fifties or sixties had his gun on his hip, and oh, I could God. see that it was whole. Uh, he had a, a magazine in it. Oh. So I was like, "Fuck, man!" So I was thinking the whole time. I was like, "Hopefully he doesn't reach for that gun," because we're all, you know, it's supposed to be a cold range. So we're all sitting there completely unloaded. You right. know, some of us have our magazines out, you know, in near in the reloading area. So, like, we're all like, if he pulls his gun, he's gonna get a few shots off for one of you us. You were thinking about grabbing a magazine, weren't you? 
Oh, yeah, man. I was, but, you know, the whole time. And this is what's crazy is I got uh, a buddy of mine that I work with at the uh, the department with me. And this is his first match ever. He just started working with us a little while ago. He's he a really good shot. He, he's a really good shot. And I said, you know, I'm going to take you down a few pegs. Come, you know, with me to the geriatric uh, group. Because there's always a, a group of geriatric fucks. And that's what we were in. And they get out shoot the shit out of us. One of them is a grandmaster. Uh, so, you know, I, I said, yeah, come with us. And so that's the only reason I went because I hadn't been since, you know, the ammo crunch started. So, uh, you know, and he's the only black guy there. So that's the, that's, and this is, I'm just saying this cause it gets funny at the end. So, you know, the seven year old takes this, this irate guy down, they start strut, you know, tussling on the ground. Uh, I pick up one, another dude that's a retired army major. He's an old geriatric dude. He picks up the other. <laughs> And we separate him, and he's still yelling. He's like, I want the police here. He assaulted me. Y'all say, you're all my witnesses. And the army major starts chiming in. And he says, well, you're acting like a fucking asshole. <laughs> and so I'm like, Jesus, shit, man, what the fuck? So, like, I'm sitting there, like, I'm in my cop mode. I'm like, sir, you know, I understand it's hot. Why don't we go down to the, you know, to your truck, and you can sit in the AC. You can call the cops from there. Like, just trying to fucking separate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm in. Just the old army major chimes in, and then, you know, I'm fucking sitting, you know, like, oh, you know, calm down, just separate, all this kind of shit. Then all of a sudden, the club president uh, with the ranger rat comes barreling up like he's pulling the fucking pit crew of, of Talladega or some shit. Just <laughs> skids to a stop in this old beat-up shit uh, club truck that they have out there. And he gets out, and he starts yelling. I'm like, well, fuck me, man. What, you know, y'all are just keep yelling at each other. Ain't nothing's going to happen. This guy's going to pull a gun. It's crazy. Know, and all this kind of shit. And finally, uh, you know, the guy leaves and, you know, tells him, fuck you. And the club president, like, said, you know, we had a problem with you last month at the 100-yard range. I want your cards. You're done. You're not a member here anymore. And he's like, well, I'll fucking sue you and all this other kind of stuff. So finally he leaves. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's fucking crazy. And I'm just blown back by it because I've been going there for about four years. I'm a member there now. And, I, you know, the other guy that's with me that's my coworker. You know, they're all like, oh, man, this this is never happens. I've been coming here like 30 years, 40 years. This this is the first time I've ever seen anything like this. And uh, so finally we start going back and all this kind of stuff. And I look at him and I'm just like, man, I promise you that I've never seen this happen. You know, if, if you want to come back, I promise you it won't happen again. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I, I want to come back. I really enjoyed it. And I just looked at him as like fucking white people because it's <laughs> all. All old geriatric white guys just just yelling at each other, and he's this one black guy standing there, and just like, what the fuck's going on? So, and <laughs> speaking crazy. of, you know, I guess it's USPSA this past weekend. I don't know what ha is going on. So, I, you seen this uh, floating around uh, social media or, or message boards? So, you know, familiar with Mike Foley is? Mike yeah. Foley is the go president ahead, of USPSA, and he's on the NRA board of directors. Okay, that's right for the name. So, so Trevor. Carter uh, wrote this email, and what first threw me off is in the very end of the email, it says sent from Yahoo Mail for iPhone. And I was like, who the fuck still's got Yahoo Mail? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first thing that threw me off. I was like, who the fuck still uses Yahoo? So this happened uh, between him and Mike Foley, and this was at the uh, Low Capacity National. So this happened Friday. And I'm just going to kind of read it, kind of, you know, kind of skim through it best I can. But there's a lot of shit on here that I thought was interesting. So Trevor Cotter, he is actually, 
a part of Atlas Firearms. So he is the VP there. So the email goes to say, on Friday, the first day of Locap Nationals, around 3 p.m., I was walking from Zone A to the parking lot to leave for the day. I saw Brian Connolly in a golf cart with Mike Foley and Jake standing there. I asked Brian for a ride to my car, and he made a joke about using his van and said that it wasn't his cart. I laughed and said, thank you. And then he said it was Mike's and to ask him for a ride. I responded by laughing and joking, saying, Mike's not going to give me a ride. He doesn't like me. To which Mike replied, I don't even fucking know you. At that point, Jake introduced himself and made a joke about how he's the guy I always talk about not bringing the sport into the 21st century on my podcast. We shook hands, and at that point, Mike clearly irritated said it. I don't know who the fuck you are, to which I replied, are you sure you want to do this here, Mike? He replied, I don't give a fuck what you do, and I don't give a fuck who you are, and I don't even know you. I replied, clearly you know exactly who I am and have an issue with me. He replied, I, do not have, I don't have an issue with you because you don't fucking matter, and I'm tired of these middle of the road, no talent, nobody shooters thinking they matter. You're not even that good. Now, this is coming from the USPSA president. You know, that's fucking crazy. And I reply, and going back to the email, I replied, that's your problem, Mike. You don't care what anyone thinks or give a shit what they care about, and that's why you're in the situation you're in and why you won't be in uh, in it come next election. He replied, fuck you, you punk bitch motherfucker. I'm not going to take advice from some uh, some from some, I'm assuming he meant someone, but from some can't hold down a job, broke-ass piece of shit like you who has never done anything important with his life and has no idea what we do or how to run a business. And I replied and saying to Brian, he doesn't even know uh, what I, uh, it's kind of cuts off, saying to Brian, he doesn't even know what I do, Mike. You realize I'm the VP of a multi-million dollar business, right? Talking about Atlas Firearms. He then looked puzzled and said, you are bullshit to which I said, that's your problem, Mike. You don't know anything about me but sit here and act like this that is why i think you suck at your job you think you're better than everyone else and that none of your opinions matter but that's the beauty of freedom if you can think that and say whatever you want about me i can say you suck at your job he then puffed up his chest and settled you want to fucking settle this right here you pussy motherfucker all in the parking lot of the low capacity nationals the uspsa president is saying this and to which trevor replied where's the camera when you need one Seriously, this would have been world star awesome right here. Yeah. Uh, And and to which Trevor replied, I'm not scared of you, Mike. Nobody is. And that's how you want to handle this. Then so be it. I don't care. At that point, Jank started asking me to leave and attempted to defuse the situation, which I did by saying whatever, Mike, and walked away. Mike finished the situation off by yelling, fuck you, motherfucker, and giving me the middle finger, to which I regretfully told him, fuck you too, Mike, and walked away. And he goes on to, you know, I guess he's sending this to other USPSA executives. Uh, and he talks about how this is unacceptable, uh, lists other people that are there. Uh, but I, this is fucking wild to That's me. Crazy. Mike Foley, the president of the USPSA, which is the largest organization for the shooting sports in the United States, in my opinion. And of course, there's IDPA, there's Three Gun, uh, you know, there's other, other organizations. But USPSA is the biggest. And this is what happened. You know, that's just fucking wild, in my opinion. They got I mean, a lot. He's on the NRA bar too. They they got a lot on their plate right now. Yeah, I you know it's crazy because like we've and we've had this conversation before. Keith. Not that that justifies it, by the way, but yeah, we've had this conversation yeah. before. But like for the most part, like I find gun people to be great. You know what I mean? Like you were saying like, some of the guests you've had, and we've had some of the guests we've had, and like I find gun people to be great. You know, and helpful and and courteous. But like every once in a while, man, you get you get in a room with some people that just happen to be gun owners, and it's like, man, they can be 
vile at times. It's not the it's not the majority. You know what though? It's we we you can certainly give examples of gun owners that are like that, but you can give examples of Anyone. anybody that's like that. Agree. And that's part of the issue is we forget that we're all freaking humans and we just yeah. have you know different opinions. But obviously, Mike is uh, having some issues over there. Yeah. I, well, and I, I just so I when you, you have a gun on you, you have to like be a little bit more like you're you're at a place where there's guns and and both of these stories. You, that's not the place to hash out your difference, man. Like it's a bad, it's an accident waiting to happen, you know. Well, I will say this, you know, both situations, there were gun present and nobody pulled one out and shot anybody. So, you yeah. know, t- kind of to the gun grabbers, you know, counterpoint, you know, if there's guns, more people are going to get shot. These are two situations where people really got heated, and at, you know, at least in my situations, you know, some, if you want to call it, you know, hands changing, it was more like a geriatric, uh, you know, club fight. It was, you know. Fighting over some Pedialyte, but uh, you know they were no, nobody. Nobody pulled out a gun and shot each other. So I think that's great right. on that point. And in reference to Mike Foley, you know I always say you never know what happened before then. Maybe he was already pissed. Something bad happened. Maybe he just learned, you know that that his wife fucked his best friend or something. You know who? You never know what the fuck happened. But you know to, for him to say, you know I, you know what what did he say? I'm tired of these middle of the road, no talent, nobody shooters thinking they matter. You know, if you run the USPSA, you definitely shouldn't fucking say that because right. to me, you're right. just shitting on everybody. Well, you know, it, well, that, it's not supposed to be about that, right? It's supposed, it doesn't it doesn't matter what your talent level is. Like everyone's yeah. supposed to be there having a good time well, and shooting. We can speculate. I mean, we're not, you know, we're, it's it's fine to speculate. I, I he's probably tired of some of the eight million new gun owners that think they know, you know, that come around. We should be embracing those people, and instead, he's acting like that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. and you're at the low capacity nationals. You know, you're not going right. to have Joe Schmo that just bought, you know, his first Taurus 1911 decide to come out and, and compete. You know, you have world class shooters at there. That's you true. know, so the yeah, fact that I mean, that. it just it sounds like since he was having a bad day, you know, and just it unfortunately unfolded that way. I'll be, I'll be curious to see how this uh, rest of this unfolds. What do you think the next steps are? Oh, I definitely think Mike Foley is, is going to have to get on his knees and, and suck dick to, to even stay in his position. Uh, but I think personally that he's out. Uh, I think he's gone a- after this. You know, obviously Trevor says that in the next election you're not going to be in. Uh, I think even before the next election, I don't think he's going to be in because he's going to have to make an apology uh, and he's going to have to. And obviously something has been going there on before this because there were enough yeah, witnesses. Yeah, there's there. enough witnesses, but obviously this is his personality because Trevor in the email says that you know he doesn't like me. So obviously there was an incident before this, right? right. So, you know, I definitely think this is not good. And especially uh, for the, the shooting sports, because, you know, you have the Olympics who are talking about canceling and, and not having uh, shooting sports in there anymore. Uh, you have, uh, you know, where is that going to leave? You know, USPSA is going to have to be kind of like the, the standard bearer for, for uh, shooting sports and, and competition. And you have this going on. And that's just horrible. It is horrible because I always... Always and actually, the next uh, article we're going to talk about is you know glorifying the shooting sports and, and putting praise and especially like collegiate. I like to talk about collegiate shooting sports and teams. Uh, you know, I always want to try and promote those because I think if you start to kind of normalize firearms ownership and especially shooting, that's when you start to have more of a conversation with people. That says that looks like fun. You know, let me let me do that. And then then just like, well, you know, I can't just do this. You know, shooting match with a Glock 19. Let me go buy like a Glock 34. Or 35, you know, you never know. That's that's how you kind of get people introduced into it. But if they sure. see shit like this, 
And actually, in there, it goes in to say, one gentleman told me it was his first match and that he doesn't know if he feels comfortable coming back if that's the type of people who represent the sport. Uh, that's terrible. in the email. Wow. So that's that's insane to me. That, that's that's yeah. wild. I hope, he, I, I hope he loses his job. I agree with what you're saying. Like I always say like one of my, my favorite like go-tos is uh, Colion Noir. And the reason I like him is like a lot of people like him because, you know, he, he tears people apart uh, verbally. You know what I mean? Like he's so good with uh, with the mouthpiece, so to speak. He's a lawyer, right? Yeah, he's a lawyer. But yep. what I like about him isn't that. What I like about him is he's a cool dude. What I mean by that is, and Keith, this will relate to you. You drive a 900 horsepower Mustang. Like he loves cars. You know, he like he's he's into like really sexy cars, and he's into like. He's got like you know he loves showing pictures like his modern decor in his house and he's like an a, a new age gun owner you know, the the anti fud if you will and you know to some extent I kind of like embrace that a bit like I want to I always say with the show like I want to want to be a fud I don't want to be a fud I definitely I'm wearing skinny jeans right now you know like, <laughs> I I, I want to like embrace like making it more mainstream because the more we make it mainstream and cool the the more regular people are gonna be like oh. I could be a cool guy. I don't have to like wear like an Elmer Fudd hat and go, you know, <laughs> wear orange. Absolutely. I always tell people we got to win the culture war. And I think if you want a, a great example of that, look at the LGBTQ community. Because, I mean, yep. in my lifetime, you know, when I was growing up, you know, there was Power Rangers. Uh, but, you know, the reason like Power Rangers quit is because I think it was the blue Power Ranger was gay. And he was so harassed, you know, and this is in Hollywood. He was so harassed and belittled and threatened and bullied that he had to quit for his mental health. And now we have, you know, gay marriage is legal. You, you know, it's, it's in, you know, characters of the show. Why didn't the Power Rangers just get together and just like kill people that gave him a hard time? <laughs> I don't think they were real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they would have busted that uh, fabric, you know, paper mache uh, little Flute was the flute, the, the, yeah, black the, Ranger, the white power ranger had the flute knife. Were you shocked to learn that that was a Japanese like action show that they just input American people to to talk, but the fight scenes were all from Japan, like J Japan or some? Did you know that? Fuck no, look at Godzilla, dude. I mean, like, if you look at the 70s Godzilla, that was the exact same kind of. <laughs> That's true. you know I guess dumbass I was... anima animation when the, yeah. the power rangers machines came together and shit. I. I... Just it was over my head when I was young watching the Pirates. I'm I'm it. a little older than you boys, I think. I it, it was you caught it. I was too old. No, I was just I didn't. You do didn't watch catch it. Power Rangers at all. It nah. wasn't your thing. Okay. I was probably working. I like I was probably I working like a little, little job. I like the little flute thing, Mark. My I, you know it was that was cool. Oh, absolutely. And and my mother always relates to uh you remember Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Christmas yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. She always fucking relates and loves that Christmas show because. Like when I was, you know, when Power Rangers were huge and it's about the time that show came out or that movie came out, I wanted a fucking like green Power Ranger, but they were completely sold out. So she, you know, it's back when we used to live in Chicago. So like she always, you know, went to like all these different stores trying to find the green Power Ranger and she couldn't find it. And then she finally found one. And but she said when she saw that movie, she just related so fucking well to Arnold Schwarzenegger because <laughs> she could not find a green Power Ranger toy. Huh. Do you still have it? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'm gonna get this back on track because keith you've derailed this with, uh, a, with a paper flute <laughs> but i agree with you that the whole culture war thing is super important you know what i mean because i feel like 
um, the 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 left, and I ain't even using that term. Paper like, flute was better. You can just say it. You're having a better the, time. The, the left is is they own the culture war. You know, they have Hollywood, they have the media, and yep. we have to do a better job of just sort of taking control and being like, it's cool to be part of our community. Come on in. You know, yeah. like we but, try to take a lot of new gun owners out. That's like kind of a we try to adopt adopt liberals is what Mike calls it. Yeah, adopt a liberal program. Absolutely. No, I don't care, man. You can be liberal, but just be liberal and pro gun, and and tell your 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 Democrat officials be like, you can touch this, you can touch that, but don't touch my guns. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and get into the next story, and it comes to us from Amaland, uh, and again highlighting the shooting sports. Uh, Team Ruger's Randy Rogers wins the High Lady at the 2021 USPSA Low Capacity Nationals, which is where that incident with Mike Folly occurred, uh, and this was at the CMP Marksmanship Park in Talladega. And that's a shame. I still haven't been there, but uh, the match consisted of 20 fast and challenging stages uh, that drew over 400 people from around the world, and she topped it out. So good job on Team Ruger there. She was shooting a Ruger Custom Shop SR-1911. Cool. Uh, And this is actually up in y'all's neck of the woods, but uh, this next article comes to us from Amelan as well, uh, and it states the Rochester, and it says Meg. I don't know what that means. But Mayer's husband arrested for drugs and illegal guns. So he was pulled over uh, in a, you know, he was stopped in a narcotics ring uh, that took, you know, seven months in investigation. And police seized $60,000 worth, $60, worth of cocaine, $100,000 worth of cash, and three unregistered handguns and a semi automatic rifle in their raids of the mayor's home, uh, along with six other properties. So the bet mayor. You, bet you a year's salary he was anti gun, too. Oh, of course. Of course. Well, the mayor is as well. You know, the mayor uh, is part. She is a member of Michael Bloomberg's Mayors Against Illegal Guns. Do as I say, not as I do. Good for thee, but not for me. That's what I always say. That's definitely. So that's just fucking surprising. Well, not necessarily surprising to me because that's always politicians. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you're left wing or right wing. That's all politicians. Oh, yeah. But. The hypocrisy is just so thick there, I can tell you. Next article uh, is from Amland, and this is some Second Amendment uh, win of the weeks is what they're calling it. So from 516 of this month to 521, uh, the first one is Utah passes legislature, or Utah legislature passes resolution uh, about the Second Amendment sanctuaries. So they are now a Second Amendment sanctuary. Damn, I'm, I fucking can't talk now. The Second Amendment sanctuary state, uh, because of the huge gun buying that has happened, uh, there has been huge windfalls for uh, wildlife and state agencies. So this is something that I always talk to people about, especially people that are considered uh, anti-Second Amendment but pro-conservation and you know all that kind of stuff. Is that you know a chunk? I think it's like ten or fifteen percent of every firearm and ammunition that is purchased 10 or 15 percent of that i can't remember which but uh goes towards conservation you know it's collected by the federal government and then it's divvied back out to the states uh for conservation so there's been a 64 percent increase of this you know uh, tax collection uh that is all due to more guns and ammunition being manufactured and purchased so that is a huge thing that I always like to tell people. You know, you, are you anti-gun? Yes. Well, are you pro-conservation, pro, uh, you know, wildlife, all that kind of stuff? Well, yes. Well, did you know that, you know, this percentage of every firearm and ammunition that is purchased goes towards that? And, you know, I, I have friends that are game wardens, and they said without that tax, you know, they could not do what they do. So that that is a huge thing. 
Uh, and then also Missouri lawmakers, uh, they have passed a Second Amendment Preservation Act. So that's some good stuff that's happened. Uh, but all that stuff is, is really good. Uh, Supreme Court closes Fourth Amendment loophole that lets cops seize guns without warrants. And actually, let's go ahead and talk about that. Uh, obviously, if you haven't, uh, if you know what a red flag law is, uh, red flag laws are, you know, kind really they're unconstitutional things where a person does not have due process where somebody can go and say, well, I think this person is a danger to themselves or to others, and they don't have to really show very much or any evidence to support that. And then they go, the police then go without a warrant and without you having due process, they can go seize your firearms for quote unquote protection. You know, they consider you to be a red flag. That's why they're called red flag laws. Well, the state for uh, Canigula, Canigulia, I, I don't know what it is, V. Strom, the Supreme Court determined that the Fourth Amendment uh, shall stand and that it is illegal search and seizure for law enforcement to go into your home without a warrant to do any kind of seizing of firearms. So, Mark, I, I had seen that and uh, I found that really interesting and it was definitely a win. It also, one of the things I read said it kind of signifies that where the court is on this kind of stuff and may bode well come October, November when we start looking at this uh, nice serpent case that's going on right now. But is this the case where the woman called the police on the husband and they did an illegal search and there had been no shooting, there had been no problems, but they still took his guns anyway? Was that the was that this case? Do you know? Yes, uh, it was kind of in what they're in the article they're talking about. It was uh, a swatting incident. So. Okay. It's kind of along the same lines. I don't know if it's that exact same particular one, uh, and I'm gonna just pronounce this or spell it for you. It's C A N I G L I A B Strom. Okay. That that was the case where they shot that down. Okay. So go look that up. That's that's great, and like you said, that really bodes well for the upcoming case that they took uh, just a couple weeks ago that they granted certiori, I think is how you pronounce it, where they said they're going to hear the case. So, uh, you know, and that's awesome because this applies to all other red flag laws that are on the books. So if your state or your municipality or county has already passed some sort of red flag law, this now shuts that down. So they might still have the laws on the books, but if they try to use it, they know that they are not going to be able to go very far with that. Next, yep, it is a huge one. Next article comes to us from Mland as well, and the title of it is "Gun Owners of America Sue Philadelphia Over Ban of Unfinished Firearm Frames." So this is basically over 80%, or you know what they call ghost guns. Uh, So the GOA, along with the Gun Owners Foundation, has teamed up with four Philadelphians to sue Philadelphia over this. So I really am interested to see where this is going to go because this, you know, really. They're picking the kind of stuff that we really need good case precedent for. You know, we had red flag laws pretty much shut down there. Uh, you got the New York case with that. You have this case. Those are some. Those are some huge things that the progressives and the anti-gun crowd have been going after. So I'm interested to see how this going to go. But unfortunately, with things like this, you know, it takes five or six years. You know, it takes a long time for this kind of stuff to really get to the Supreme Court, so that way we can get that precedent. Next article, also from MLN, the NSSF welcomes FFL Protection Act into the House of Representatives. Now, this is 
to me, this is some virtue signaling. Uh, but I'm very interested. What's surprising to me is that actually a Democrat from Pennsylvania has introduced this bill. So this is H.R. 3252. Uh, it was, you know, it's one of the co-sponsors is U.S. Representative Connor Lamb, again, a Democrat from Pennsylvania. So that's why, again, and we've kind of talked about it and hinted about it before, where the left, you know, isn't, you know, you can't say, well, Republicans support gun control because here you have a Democrat who is supporting FFLs, uh, which is basically it would enhance the criminal uh, penalties for thefts of firearms from FFLs. So that and that's a huge thing. I know for a while here locally, we've had a lot of gun stores getting broken into, uh, but this helps protect the FFLs in regards to, uh, you know, not being liable for things as well. So it helps, you know, put those people behind bars that do that, because, you know, in my job, I've seen it. You know, if the person that breaks into the house gets out, guess what he's going to, you know. I'm not saying he's going to be a repeat offender, but those people that have those skill sets and know what they do, that's what they constantly do. So if somebody gets out from breaking into an FFL and stealing guns and having those stolen guns on the streets that it can help commit crime because bad guys don't care about gun laws, they're going to do it anyway. You know, it they're most likely going to go back to doing that. And that's happened where we've had some kind of repeat offenders doing the same thing, breaking into gun stores, or, you know, they act like they're interested in a gun at a you know, gun counter. And as soon as they get it, they take Bolton out of the door. I just, I'm like so impressed with people that try that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the nerve, right? Oh, you'd be surprised, man. I've had one instance where, uh, like two or three people, and, and this is also the gun employee, you know, the gun, uh, gun counter clerks fault as well. They let about three or four guns stay on the corner, you know, stay on the, the gun counter. So that way he could, you know, you back and forth seeing how he feels about with them. And he grabbed, them along with his partner grabbed all the guns and they took out running out the back door where their other partner was waiting for them in a vehicle to just drive off. Wow. It, it ballsy, ballsy. And they did that at two or three and academies. You I have think. a gun on your side, but you can't shoot him. He's running away. He's, he's not a threat to you. So, I mean, like the guy knows, he knows that if you know the law, you're not going to shoot him. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next article. And actually the last article in the main segment, uh, comes to us from the firearms blog and Springfield res- responds to six hours magazine patent lawsuit. So are y'all familiar with this at all? No, I, I've heard, I've read a couple articles on this. So six hour has filed a lawsuit against Springfield armory saying that the Hellcat magazine models, uh, are a patent infringement on the P three sixty five models. Yeah. Uh, so that is what they're saying, which I think is like I said, I've said before, and I think we talked about it in the last episode, you know, the pot calling the kettle black because SIG was sued for their 320 models, saying it was a patent infringement from Steyr. Uh, but that was thrown out. But I personally think that it was, it's kind of close. You know, obviously I'm not an engineer, so I don't know, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, but they look pretty fucking similar. Uh, and this was, of course, after the United States military had their M17 and M18 contracts with SIG. So maybe that helped a little bit. Mike uh, from Just Pew sure as hell thinks it did. But Springfield uh, has come out and said that Springfield Armory is steadfast in conviction that these fl- you know claims without merit. Uh, they say the Hellcat magazine is their own and it only works with Hellcat. So like a, a Hellcat magazine can't be inserted into a SIG 365 and it works as well. <laughs> That's a that's uh, feels like a dead end argument. Then, if it doesn't work in a P three sixty five, how could it be? Well, what they may yeah. be saying what 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 Sig did, and I don't know, you know the 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 story that well, but what Sig did was they took 
a single stack and a double stack, and they kind of made like a single and a half stack is kind of what they did, right? They they took the magazine first. They built the gun around the magazine. So I, I'm just assuming what they're saying is that's a very new innovation, right? You're basically saying like we built this magazine and then built a gun around it. So if Hellcat, if they took the Hellcat and they said we're going to make a, and I'm just using my own terms here and I'm air quoting, but if they used a single and a half stack and that same concept, I think that's what they're probably saying is that you took that patented idea. I didn't think that and then also the the base. You there, Mark? I'm feeling godly. Wonder how much that gon' cost me. They feeling saucy. Niggas know that I'm a problem. Don't never solve me. If you came and start some drama, then bring an army. I've been going fucking fast and it got me swerving. I know that I'm a child of God, but they want me cursed. I've been trapping out the Ozark. I'm already burdened. And I've been hard at work at home. You just hardly working. If it wasn't so for I guess we're just talking too much shit about Mike Foley and he shut us down. So uh, the call crashed, but we started back up, which uh, was pretty much just in time because I got nothing else to say about the Springfield Armory. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews. Uh, fucking Taurus came out with a new handgun. Now, I know you said that you had a Springfield XD. Do you have a Taurus as well? No, no, just the Springfield. And uh, what else? I got a uh, Smith & Wesson M&P. Yeah, those, uh, are, no, those are nice. No, no Taurus, though. Yeah, I never, I never fell down that rabbit hole, but they came out with their Taurus GX4, which is their version of the 365, the Glock 43, and the Ruger, uh, it's the LC9, uh, all that kind of stuff. And I'm telling you, this, this right here is probably going to get a patent lawsuit because it looks like it took a little bit of everything and it made a Frankenstein gun. Have y'all seen it yet? I'm trying to look it up right now. What's it called? A GS4? GX as an X-ray. Oh, okay. I have not seen it. And the price of it is three eighty nine is what they're showing on Amoland. And I don't know. I mean, it's got a flat trigger. It's got a lot of junk in the trunk when you're looking at the the grip itself. Uh, really but the, the slide almost looks just like a, a Sig to me. It does look quite similar. Even the slide cuts are pretty similar. That's what I'm telling you. Like everything yeah. looks a lot alike. If the grip uh, angles, the grip is a little, little different, but like the the stippling's the same. I would say the trigger is definitely different. You know, the trigger, yeah, more of like a Glock style trigger, but it's like they just took a bunch of guns and ripped a little bit of each from each. Yeah, and uh, to me, it's it's a you know for three eighty nine for a Taurus man, that's that's a bit pricey. I mean, you can get um uh some like a good used three sixty five probably for that price uh, if you could find it in the market. Uh, and, and these are like in normal times, even partially if you can find these at a store. Um, the Springfield Hellcat, you know, a lot of people, I personally haven't shot one, but a lot of people have said good things about them. Uh, you know, you could you could look at one of those. Uh, who was it that I saw? Demolition Ranch uh, said that, you know, he shot like 300 rounds from it. And he said, woo, it's a great gun, you know, but he's part of the whole Leviathan group. And, and a lot of people have been trashing him about that. Why, what's going on with that? I know what Levi, that group is, but what do you mean by, is there an issue with that? Are they kind of like selling their souls for products? Or? Yes, exactly. That's what they're saying, that they're, they're kind of uh, you know, selling out in regards to you know, giving good reviews to bad products just because they're part of that Leviathan group and they're getting uh, advertisement money for those products yep. to say good things. Tough when, that, when those checks start rolling in. Oh, well, and it's it's really tough when, especially like YouTube cut off monetization and all that other kind of stuff. Yep. 
Uh, yeah. You know, I, I definitely kind of feel for them. You know, I'm not, you know, condoning what they're doing, but I, I can understand why they're doing. It. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's a business, right? I mean, they're they're in a, in a business. Exactly. But I just feel like they should have some sort of disclaimer saying that yes. you know I'm getting yeah. paid advertisement for this. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, anytime I've ever Keith and I, anytime we've ever taken product, like we're pretty open about the fact that you know. Yeah product oh absolutely and, and i say whether i got it for free or whether i pay my own money for it or i will say like you know hey just let you know like i already have kind of like a, a a bias towards favorability of this like you know i love mantis i love magpul stuff i love uh real avid uh you know gunsmithing stuff so you know i always say like just let, you know, i'm a fanboy so yeah right gotcha yeah i think as long as you're honest that's cool absolutely uh another thing that's come out uh in the firearms blog uh gives it a little bit more detail about it is Pelican has come out with the largest air case ever. Uh, it's the 1646, which features 6,800 cubic inches of usable space. Uh, and this is kind of interesting. I've been looking at getting a larger uh, kind of air case myself to carry some of my gear in the back of my truck. Uh, but I'm also looking for something that is securable because before I had a uh, cover over my truck so it was easy just you know uh, lock my tailgate and that'll be it but now this new truck I got doesn't have that all it has is a toolbox and I already got that shit full uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff that I need to still carry around but shit man I don't want to you know need to take my kids to school and stuff and I don't want shit falling out and in when the school pickup line I've had that happen before where my ACH uh, has fallen out in the school pickup line uh, when oh, my daughter yeah. was getting out and so you see ACH rolling around and, you know, the teachers, you know, reach up trying to grab it and, and put it back in my truck and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just uh, noticed Pelican came out with these cargo cases, and they're actually pretty cool. Like, if you're looking to just, like, pack, like, just large gear, you know, it's not, like, really foam padded. It's just, like, a big cargo box. They're kind of neat. Interesting. Uh, Hops releases Ready Roll Gun Cleaning Kit. Now, this is kind of interesting. Uh, it's basically... Um, you know, if you are familiar with kind of like uh, tools or contracting or, or anything like that, like at Lowe's, they have those things where you could just sit them in a five-gallon bucket and, you, you know, you could throw shit in the five-gallon bucket, but it's also got like little pockets around the outside so that way you can put your tools yeah. in and stuff. Yeah. It's something easy to carry. Uh, this is basically the same concept where the stuff is on the inside, the little pockets and stuff are on the inside. Uh, it's pretty interesting. The MSRP, it comes uh, two options, uh, either standalone, which is $35 of the MSRP, or it's a preloaded kit with hops, gun cleaning tools included. Uh, it's going to be 52.50 MSRP. So you're probably looking around like 30 bucks uh, in retail and then maybe around 45 to $50 retail for this kind of stuff. Uh, but I mean, hops is a good brand uh, and always looking for easy cleaning accessories. That way you don't have to carry around a bunch of shit when you go to the range. What, what kind of stuff do y'all normally carry when you go to, for a range trip? I carry, uh, I carry hoppies like this. Uh, this is most of the time, but uh boar snake, you know, uh, just some micro tools and, um, you know, basic stuff like this that we're talking about right here. Always a staple yeah. gun, right? Yeah. Like, like, a staple gun for sure. Yeah. But, um, extra ear and eye pro. Yep. The basics, the basics, right? We, we always talk about how we kind of go ghetto to the, to the range. We yeah. Never, my, my joke is like for the longest time I didn't have a gun case. I would just like throw my gun in the back of the pickup and just like, <laughs> shut up. Oh man, I bet that was amazing for you in a traffic stop in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would cover with something, but <laughs> just don't get pulled over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Easier said than done for some people. Yeah. But, uh, 
y'all got any products that you purchased or used recently that uh, is pretty cool that you want to share? So we actually, uh, again, I hate to keep saying this, but it hasn't aired yet. We just recorded an episode with um, Spartan Armor Systems. They're a um, oh nice yeah they're a body armor, and um, we uh, tested some of their products. It was sent to us, so I mean we were just talking about disclosures and stuff, but it was sent to us. But we actually uh, have a friend who has a, a beautiful personal range. We went out to his spot and we actually shot uh, body armor. And I don't want to go into too much detail because that that full review is going to come out uh, next month. But I will say this: we all were like, "Holy shit, this would save your life!" Like we, yeah. you would. We were very impressed with and, it. And and affordability, it's on the it's on the lower end of the scale, which was pretty impressive. Again, we'll talk about that in more detail. But um, man, was it fun to just like really shoot body armor the way it's intended to be? Shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. We did everything. We strapped them on like rubber dummies. We strapped them on some like like melons to kind of like see if it would actually like damage the we've melon. Been, we've been joking about how many people when we tell that to actually go, you shot yourself with body armor on? <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, wait, you shot yourself? My own wife, I was like, we're going to test body armor. She's like, wait, you're going to shoot yourself? I'm like, no. No, of course not. That's awesome. But everyone thinks you're going to shoot yourself. Yeah, but we, we can't say enough good things about it and uh, they definitely uh, you know, in, in, a, in a quick active shooter situation or in your home defense situation, you got time to put this thing on. You're uh, you're definitely gonna feel a lot better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of body armor, and especially with the the shortages that we've seen, I always tell people, uh, you know, you can't go out and buy a new gun or, or ammo to go to the range. You can always invest in other things, whether it be optics, range gear, body armor, uh, NVGs. If you were getting froggy and have that kind of bank account, <laughs> uh, so I mean, I always tell people, just because that stuff's not available doesn't mean other gun related stuff isn't available that you can invest in. Uh, and I've been lose your money. <laughs> absolutely. And I, and I've been fortunate to have been a, a part of several, uh, ballistic vest demonstrations. Uh, I've seen the guy, uh, like a PACA is a uh, soft body armor, uh, big represent, you know, for law enforcement, body armor, uh, safari land, uh, other kind of stuff, angel armor, uh, that kind of stuff, and it's really cool uh, to see that demonstration because you know you see the, the clay block that they put the armor on, they shoot it, then you get pulled off, and you can see how deep it goes inside the yeah. clay, and then they smooth it out and do it all over again. That, that shit's really cool. Um, and Angel Armor, I personally uh, I have a Shellback Tactical, uh, their brand and uh, body armor uh, carrier vest as well, which is is odd because i always you know i'm six foot five uh weigh about you know close to 300 pounds but like i'm just a big fucking guy even you know in the military i was 250 260 and was running a five and a half minute mile you know so i was i've always just been a big guy and you know i hate the the bullshit eight by ten plate because it looks so fucking dumb on my big ass frame i'm the same way you're a couple inches taller than me but we're about the same weight yeah and uh so my department has just uh, looked into Angel Armor, uh, which Angel Armor is uh, the same guy that owns OtterBox, the cell phone cases. Yeah. Uh, he decided to, you know, just was bored one day and started a body armor company. And he came out and, and did a demonstration for us. And so, like, we put it on. And what's funny is my, you know, my uh, my administrator, he was like, you know, you know, because it's soft armor and hard armor. And oh. so he, he put it on and he was like, you know, so what does it feel like with the plates on? And he, you know, the rep hit him where the hard plates were. And he's like, are you shitting me? You can't even feel it. 
you know, you can always feel it, especially with those type of carriers, just the way it's connected. Well, what uh, is the lot- rating on that? Is it is that like a, is is that the rating of like a, a four or a three plus? Like, what's the? Do you know, it, the- it comes in both. You can get it in three or four, just depending on what you want for your packages. Uh, the soft armor itself is a three, uh, but the hard armor you can get in three plus or four. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then also, what's cool about it is they have a special. Uh, exterior plate that is made of ceramic that's supposed to help uh, with any sort of fragmentation. So it's like a, a dual layer protection of hard armor plate. Yeah, the actual hard armor plate that defeats the round, and then you have like a little ceramic. Uh, it almost it looks like a like a ceramic bowl, that kind of material. Honestly, when he showed the demonstration and shooting it, that helps prevent the fragmentation. So uh, it, it was a really cool system. Uh, you know, and they said, you know, the guy that, that started the, the owner of Otterbox, he said that his friend, I think was either like a police officer or a soldier, uh, really good friends, like grew up with them. And he died after being shot with a seven, six, two round. And he, you know, shot him in the armor, but be, you know, it just defeated it. So he was like, you know, I got to, there has to be a better way. So he, you know, designed this whole new body armor system. And what's really nice about it is, you know, in the, I think it's NSI ratings uh, with, isn't the NSI that certifies body armor? NCI, NCI, right? NIJ, NIJ. NIJ, that's it. You know, you have, you you know, the hard armor can be defeated so many inches away from the edge. So like you could be shot like along the edge of your plate and it, you know, it still hit critical things like uh, your, you know, your lungs, you know, depending on how you sit. And that's another huge picky thing of mine. I always uh, will see people wearing body armor and they have it completely like, you know, hanging way too low, too not low. covering any of the vitals, either front or the back. But it's just comfortable. And it's like I tell people, I look like a big fucking goofball when I have my, you know, plate <laughs> carrier on. But, you know, I make sure that it covers my vitals. Same thing. Uh, I, I put these on, to, and I was like, you know, let me put a sweatshirt on, see if I could walk to the store with this. And I was like, nah, I look like a goofball. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. Angel Armor uh, is really cool. I'm trying to get them on the podcast and talk to them about their stuff. I think that it's available to, you know, the average citizen. I'm not sure. You're on their right. website right now. It looks like you can buy it. I'm yeah. Trying to find the one you're talking about with the hard and the soft, I can't really find it. But yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really cool shit. Uh, I'm definitely a huge fan of theirs. So uh, that's that. Uh, that's something I personally am getting that I can't wait to. I've tried it on myself, you know, went to the range, tested it out. I'm getting it. That's my review. Something else that I've gotten that has tickled me to fucking death that I love. Uh, you know, we've been talking about um, difficulty finding ammunition and things like that. So I've kind of broke down and I bought. Uh, like airsoft slash BB guns that are replicas that I'm going to train in my backyard with. And I decided, you know, I'm going to, you know, I got a Umerix, which is the Glock uh, pistol, and then a Crossman, which is the M4 type uh, rifle. Uh, but I got some targets to practice. And I got these targets from Amazon, and the uh, manufacturer is Aft, F Aft. Box. I think it's AF uh, ATFL box store, and it's a shooting star and a pop target. Uh, they're made out of metal, and they're a lot smaller. You know, they're not full size, 
but the the little shooting star and let's see if I can pull it and I'll show you guys so that way you can look. I'm gonna put it on my social media. Uh, I get to working on it. But this thing is fucking cool. So this is how big. God damn, knocking off the plates. So this is how big this thing is. I don't know if you can see it with the fucking background. Oh yeah, that's yeah, nice. that, that's my hand. Cool. And it's, but it's pretty big. Yeah, I mean it's about I say about 15 inches tall. So you know, gonna make a little platform for it. I mean you can see it's spinning. You know, it's it's and the targets pop off really easy. It, it's rated for like a BB. And it's held by magnets, and I got this and that popper target for fifty bucks. Huh. So I'm pretty excited. The uh, pistol and the M4 replica is supposed to be here tomorrow. Uh, I went ahead and got the BBs for it, and like I mean, is it a blowback system for the? Yeah. Yeah, blowback cool. system uses uh, CO2 cartridges. I went ahead and got an extra magazine for each, so that way I could, uh, you know, work on my movements on my magazine changes as well. Uh, so I'm. Invested about $400 into everything. The targets, the firearms, the BBs. The, I already bought like 50 of those little CO2 cartridges, extra magazines, everything. So I invested about $400. Uh, but, you know, my range is about 40-minute drive. Uh, you know, single data two. I, you know, work all the fucking time. I'm on call all the fucking time. So I don't have the, the you know, I, I've bought a Glock 44 back when 22 was still around. And I was like, well, you know, I got the CMMG... Uh, 22 conversion for the AR and the Glock 44, so that way I at least it could still train, but now uh, 22's getting hard to find, so I was like, well, shit, I'm just going to do this. Those conversions are nice, though, from CC. They're really, they really are. It's really cool, uh, you know, and you know, for the longest time, that's what I was using as my trainers. I was just going out the, to the range, and I was using that as my trainer, so at least that way I could practice my movement, practice my magazine changes, uh, do all, you know, transitions and everything. Because I'm I'm all about that movement and muscle memory. But you know, with 22 now gone, you know, if I can find it anything, I can find just the little 50 round bricks, and I can only get two or three of those. You know, that's not a whole lot for a range day. Uh, so I decided to go this route. BBs are plentiful, CO2 cartridges are plentiful, uh, and plus I could do it right just in my backyard. You know, I couldn't do that with a 22, otherwise my neighbors would get pissed. So you know, with the BBs, I figured it'd be a lot easier to do. Yeah, it's a great idea, a great training tool too. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, if that's nothing else, we can go ahead and get into our gun culture segment and start wrapping it up. If y'all got nothing, you seen him is dropping a tear. You should know I get it popping by my name. I do. Many souls ain't never rocking with no lane. That's you, bitch. I'm married to this motherfucking game. It's true. If you really think you got me in your aim, this shoot. Let's go. This isn't love. No, sir. Although I appear to be good. Sounds good. All right. So in our gun culture segment, now in our gun culture segment, we like to talk about uh, either a TV show, movie, video game, book, something that has a lot of firearms in it. Uh, that way, you know, the average gun guy can really get some enjoyment out of it. Uh, are y'all fans of the CBS TV show Seals any? Seal Team? I've not seen it, no. It started in September of 2017. Uh, and it's pretty. It's a pretty good show. Uh, it's actually, uh, you know... They have full-time SEAL, you know, or used to be like active duty SEALs on as advisors, and they, you know, get a lot of say in how they show is run. So there's a lot of good farms into it. Uh, it was actually it was on CBS for all this time, and then all of a sudden, CBS was talking about canceling. I think they actually did cancel it for a little bit, but then there's a lot of you know present, you know, a lot of feedback from the viewers, so they moved it to their Paramount Network, which I think will be good because the, you get a lot more freedom. 
you know, obviously in the streaming service than you do with, uh, you know, cable television. So there's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, there's 700 pounds of kit is, and this is actually coming to us from a uh, recoil.com um, article. Some saying so he did an interview with one of the uh, seal advisors on there. So he said like you know there's like 700 pounds of kit uh, that they have on the show that he's picked and, and shows the team. Uh, and it's a really good show. I've seen several episodes of it. Uh, there is a lot of cool, obviously kind of Gucci firearms in there. Uh, there's also some canine work. There's a lot of cool stuff, uh, you know, that shows gun guy stuff you know and it's kind of macho man uh like i said especially now that it's gonna be on the paramount network i think there's gonna be a lot more probably like cursing you know a lot more kind of the normal camaraderie are either y'all veterans no no neither of us yeah well you know one of y'all said that used to be in the you know kind of work for law enforcement you know you kind of understand i was a corrections officer for a couple years you understand the the camaraderie uh that goes into those kind of jobs you know there's a lot of cursing there's a lot of you know kind of uh inappropriate shit you know uh, gay chicken, that kind of stuff, you know, like that's, you know, that we, the dumb shit I did in the military. Uh, so I think that it's going to a streaming service. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff on there that you probably wouldn't have seen if it was on cable television. So now it's going on to the uh, Paramount Network. Like I said, uh, there are a lot of good uh, gun, uh, gun, what am I trying to say? Gunfights. Thank you. Fuck almighty. Uh, a lot of gun movements, transitions, all that kind of stuff. So if you get a chance, look it out. It's on CBS and it's going on to the Paramount Network uh, and it's called SEAL Team. It's been around for since 2017 and now it's going to streaming service. Cool. Absolutely. You try to run and I'm breaking your knees. I made them fall like I'm rigging the leaves. You know I ball like I blame for the leaves. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I ain't no joke. We ain't making no memes. If I pull up on them, I'm making a scene. And I'm making them scream Straight from the bricks I need a lick I dreamed about it since I was a kid Nigga on lit How can I miss Came from the bottom and got me a check Bitch I'm a threat I got a flex You want the crime but don't know what it takes I am built different I'm not what you think I cannot lose I go out with a bang I hope you never So with that let's go ahead and start wrapping our show I appreciate you guys for coming on uh, I It's been fun Been fun talking to you guys Especially the, the conjecture between us and the very beginning You know we got off into some rabbit holes, but we definitely uh, were able to kind of get back and, and cover the news stories. I uh, appreciate you guys coming on and where can everybody find you guys at? So uh, again, uh, the gun is our website and then you can find us on all major podcast directories, um, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones, all the little ones even. And uh, then on, we have uh, Instagram and Facebook at the gun experiment. Thanks for Mark for having us on. Man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's a great show. A lot of fun. Absolutely. I uh, appreciate you guys coming on and go ahead. Like I said, uh, with us, go ahead, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave a review if you can. Check us out on social media. Check us out on justpews.com. Also, you check out our Patreon. And if you guys give us, we greatly appreciate it. It goes directly back to the show. And until then, keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle and appreciate you guys coming on. Take care. You too. Take care, buddy. Have a good one. Bye bye.